very good. Okay, we're we're in action. We're in action. It's another week. It's another day. And we are... (laughs) How you feeling? (laughs) Oh, mate. I am not... Yeah. In a good way. So the situation is, is that I had sex over a week ago. Over a week ago. Can we just establish it was over a week? Over a week ago. Now, what happened was I got fingered probably before he washed his oh hands. Oh my God. <laughs> Let's just give them the truth, okay? This my is what happened. My concern is what if, this, what if this relationship is actually the one? I guess... It's fine. If it is the one, it's then fine. even better. Like we said in, in the previous podcast that we did, <laughs> you've got to show your true colours from day one and these are your true colours. Exactly. So if he hears this come two weeks time and he doesn't dig it well he doesn't dig you so do one i mean the sharing and then there's oversharing but yeah sure yeah. i like your positivity yeah um yeah so fingered probably didn't wash the hands before <laughs> we'd gone to a drawing class so maybe there was some like charcoal sediment yeah <laughs> oils um, what, what are those ones that you could smudge yeah like, like a wax oil. crayon yeah so wax in my in my vagina oh. and then I was due on my period as well my vagina's always like a bit sensitive before my period's due and then we had sex three times and I didn't go to the toilet afterwards anytime and it basically created this lethal fucking nuclear bomb attack in my vagina and now I've had like a, a, a tr- an infection for like over a week the after intercourse we is it's a real thing it's key it's key. and i know at the time it's the last thing that you want to do you know even if you're sat there like about to wet the bed <laughs> you don't want to say oh right okay it was freezing there it was the fucking arctic the thought of getting out naked and going to his scummy bathroom sorry it is scummy babe if you ever listen to this <laughs> fucking scummy as fuck i didn't want to do it no I, keep that and you didn't want him to, to hear you just Oh, we're, hang on, we're missing a crucial detail, which is that I didn't use a condom either. Oh. So basically, my, my body's fucked and I haven't gone to the doctor for a whole week and now I'm in bits and I need and antibiotics. And now she's moaning, like bloody moaning Myrtle over there. She's giving it the big one and she's like complaining because she didn't go. She should have gone bloody ages ago. Yeah, I, I'm vaginally fucked and the thought of having sex ever again is giving me huge anxiety, which leads us on. To yeah, this really, topic. really does lead us on. So we thought, <laughs> shut up, you smug little shit. Yeah, I am. I'm actually like a little Cheshire cat over here, my little moon head. It's so funny. <laughs> I'm just taking in the time because I've had exactly what you're going through before. And I said this to you last week. You is it, it UTI? UTI? Yeah, it's a UTI. UTI make you cry. <laughs> Honestly, like you forget how much pain yeah. it brings until uh, yeah. you have it, and you're like, "Oh my god, I'm just gonna cry." And and if you've never had one, you lucky little angels, because it basically feels like you really, really, really need a wee. But and when no you do, it's like you're weighing out grains of sand. Oh, can you not? Sorry, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I already told, get your cranberry juice out. I can't, bitch. I can't. I'm literally clutching my vagina. Yeah, I know. Talking. She kept telling me that her vagina was a furnace and it was on fire. And oh God, I was just trying to eat my ramen. Like give a bitch a break, man. <laughs> 
Just trying to eat my nudes, man. My nudes. My so, nudes. so yeah. So we thought it would be quite a nice idea to touch on a more serious topic. Obviously, the aim of the podcast is to take something shitty and turn it into something great. Well, not great, but you sick fuck. Well, you never- can still turn your anxieties into something great. Yeah, you you can. You can turn that shit around. Turn that frown upside down, well, as one might say. I think. Just to like set the tone, the thing with anxiety, we all know what it is. We all have it. It's become the fucking buzzword of the moment. We're like, oh my God, I'm so anxious. Yeah. But it's actually okay that we're throwing the term around because I think that anxiety is like a world-class indicator of something bad incoming. So that's the thing is you have to almost master it. Like it's like a chi yeah (laughs) like you have to understand when the anxiety is something that's like a very physical bodily warning about something bad that's in your presence or whether it's just you being batshit crazy yeah i mean you could you could kind of compare an anxiety to a gut feeling in a sense exactly totally right because when people are like oh i've got a bad feeling about this or i've got a gut feeling you're Mm -hmm. basically anxious about it of course you are you you have whether that be like a really mild anxiety it's still there yeah so okay let's let's have a think about what actually makes us anxious i'm gonna i was about to say angry well let's have a think about what she makes you angry it's all wrapped in there isn't it anxiety Ah. (laughs) so one thing that that it's a strange one but it definitely brings those anxious feelings i think it's really prominent at the moment especially as we go into a new year because everyone is on this big sort of orgasm of, of a hype that <laughs> in order to, for you to feel good, you need to have your shit as together as it possibly can be. It's so, fuck, I'm so glad you brought this up. Like, it, to the point where I will feel so, so good, like mm-hmm. ridiculously good. Mm-hmm. When I've had an evening where I've I've tidied my room, yep. I've been to the gym, I've had a really good gym workout, um, I've come home, I've eaten something healthy. Um, you've been, okay, so you've been productive, basically, is what productive. you mean. Productive. Interesting word. And even other things, like as little as uh, eating well, mm-hmm. and as big as maintaining, like relationships with friends and and just when you have one of those days you know where you're like I've really caught up with a few different people today because I'm one of those people that mm-hmm. I'm terrible at replying to messages and you hostile even I, I know I'm a hostile, hostile bitch fashion. yeah but it's just because I'm like I've yeah. I'm so busy and trying to organize the rest of my life uh-huh, but when I have one uh-huh. of those days where I manage to message everyone get back to everyone like you see how everyone is been to the gym you feel so yeah. good You're in control yeah mm-hmm. get an early night's sleep yeah. get up the next morning tick, shit's tick, good tick. organized but that means that when i have one of those days where mm. i do the complete opposite <laughs> i am like oh my goodness gracious what 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 is going wrong with yeah. my life everything and i forget about every other good thing that i've ever done cuz i'm like my room's a mess yeah. i've not spoken to the girls in so long mm-hmm. and i've done this i went to the gym yeah but i stayed there for about 20 minutes couldn't be asked and left cuz yeah. i do that sometimes yeah 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 and you know you're just like because you feel so good when you do things well uh-huh. when you do things not so well for just a day or two yeah you think the the world has just come to a bloody end and everything's rubbish i think it's just that you're hard on yourself 
and you because you associate and here's what's in- interesting <laughs> okay wait okay um you associate being productive with keeping your anxiety at bay yeah because i completely agree with you when i have like a really productive day where i've got shit done and i've messaged everyone back and i've been to the gym and meditated and eaten the healthy food and yeah. slept well i'm like god i'm accomplished fuck like there's nothing to be anxious about because i'm top of it all yeah it's so true but that is a big issue is associating being productive with being anxious yeah. or not mm-hmm. because since when did being a productive yeah. person becomes something that made us happy or not yeah what? so what if my room's a mess so what if i didn't go yeah. to the gym did i still have a nice night just doing it's like absolutely it's bullshit at home yeah i had a nice night watched it's a bit like, of tv ate a bit of shit so what it's like we're on the fucking like competition like yeah. it's a relay race and you gotta win i see who so does the most i bought myself a book recently which was like whoa whoa <laughs> are you feeling the way god i'm actually gonna throttle you i'm gonna whack your head off the side of this desk some people might mistake this for sexual te- tension baby g but i know that i make your vagina dry oh my dry god are on apple <laughs> I oh, bought myself shit, a book. Yeah, that's very well. <laughs> okay. And it wasn't a cheap book, can I just say? It's something where you fill it in yourself. And it's, uh, it's stuff okay. like... Um, so Hate you these go, things. Yeah. So you go through and it's like, um, okay, so being physically healthy, being mentally healthy, being just whatever. There's other stuff that you fill in. Mm-hmm. And I started it. And when I started it, I was like, okay, this is going to be really good. Like, I'm going to feel so good after this and like productive. And I'm going to keep referring back to this shitty little book that I'm like sort of measuring my happiness with. Uh. And then I was like writing these things down and I was like, okay. And it was asking me questions like, what, what, what? do you not like so much about like what you look like or, or this sort of stuff? And I was like, well, um, I'd quite like to tone up a bit. Um, I think I, I'd oh like... Oh my God, the, yeah. the over-analysis. Yeah. What is this life? So like, but if you think about it, this book, even yeah. if it doesn't, even if you don't have a physical book, you're still doing it. Yeah. In day-to-day life because you're like, okay, I want to tone up, so I'm going to go to the gym. Mm-hmm. So one of my other things was I'm trying to grow my hair longer at the moment. Uh-huh. And like, that was one of my things that I wanted to do. I wanted to grow my hair. Yeah. And even if I didn't have that book, I'd still be there trying to grow my hair with like this yeah. hair masks that I'm putting on and this, that, and the other. And like, every time I have one of those nights where I have a hair mask, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my God, sick. My hair's going to be growing. Fantastic. Yeah. Which is bullshit because let's be honest, it doesn't work like that. Uh-huh. But... Whenever I have one of those nights where I don't do that, yeah. I'm like, fuck, I feel shit. Like, you know what that is? It's because society's brainwashed us yeah. into being like, oh, that's self-care and that's the only way self-care exists. Yeah. When you're not doing that, you're not taking care of yeah. yourself. And so that's the problem. Because it's so true. When people are like, oh, I'm going to have a bit of a pamper evening. I'm going to do a face mask. Yeah. I'm going to do a hair mask. And it's like, Ooh. okay, that's like a temporary fixture. Of course it And is. like, obviously at the time, you're like, this feels great. But yeah, when you have one of the nights that's that's not very self-care but in that sense. Can we talk about the fact it requires... There's this thing where it's like self-care requires no energy. It requires a fucking shit yeah. ton of energy. Putting your hair mask on and going to the fucking gym and eating healthy. All that shit requires so much stressful energy that you can't maintain that all the time. No. You just Can I say, <laughs> I remember I developed like this obsession when I was at uni of, of putting on this like hair and face mask that literally looked like pure semen because it was like mm-hmm. castor oil and coconut oil just mixed together. Okay. Um, and I will never forget... <laughs> 
Bearing in mind, we were like 25 stories high in our in our halls of residence. Mm-hmm. I'd gone to bed. I'd slicked it back all over my face, all over my hair. Mm-hmm. At 3 a.m. in the morning, the fire alarm went off. No. <laughs> Classic as well. So I just stayed there. Did you? It was, luckily, someone had just burnt the toast in the toaster. But I honestly sat in my bed and yeah. contemplated, what do I do? Was, you couldn't go out. <laughs> Because so, I put so much effort into doing this stupid mask. It wasn't even self-care. It was just an oily mess. But yeah. How did you go to sleep like that? That would make me anxious. I used to sleep with a hair now. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. A <laughs> uh, a shower, a shower cap. Yeah, I know you mean, Not yeah. like a chef's, sealed off. a chef's thing. But yeah, like even things like that. And, and I think when doing things that make you feel like you've you've done good so so something for me at the moment is i'm one of my uh, new year's resolutions was to do a lot more for global warming so i've really kicked off in my household the whole recycling shindig so now i said to the family the aim is at the end of every week Mm -hmm. we need to make sure that we have more in our recycling bin than we do in our normal bin Mm -hmm. When when you don't do things like that, then just little things like that makes me anxious. Yeah. Oh, I see what you mean. Like not taking care of the planet makes yeah. me anxious. Yeah. And that's a big like, that's a good point because it's a big pressure for everybody right now. Mm-hmm. There's a huge pressure on everybody to do better. Yeah. And I think if we like break it down further, it is this feeling that we need to do better and be better continually yeah. i don't know what the fuck better than what but we need to like take care of the world more like yeah. in our own way we need to fucking get, accelerate our careers we need to be more sociable and popular we need to have more fucking followers we need to do the beauty self-care yeah how many fucking categories of being better have i got to do and how many things yeah how many things can we compare ourselves to so I asked this the question, what what top three things make you feel anxious mm-hmm. to a few groups of people? Yeah. And cool, one it. thing that came back was linking to like the global warming, the recycling. Obviously, people are trying to do more at the moment. Yeah. But someone said the lack of control that they feel like they have over mm. the bigger things going on in the world. Mm-hmm. And that as a whole makes them feel really, really anxious. Because yeah. I mean, realistically, okay, here we are eating our ramen, swigging our water in this little studio. Yeah. We don't have much control over absolutely anything. Have you got a fucking air raid shelter for the vegetables if it all turns absolutely to shit? Absolutely not. I don't. <laughs> and uh, like when this whole stuff came out in the news recently about World War Three and all that sort of stuff, like I actually had one evening where I was like... Felt sick. Yeah. I was stressed. like, what? What would I actually do? Mm-hmm. It's, but you know, like tragic, awful things have been happening throughout time. However, now the media has become yeah. so available to us all the time. They're in a high state of alert all the time because it's right there in front of us, yeah. in, ingesting it. like And so fixed on our anxieties, yes. knowing that we're going to seek out the shitty information because it's almost like we feed off it to make yeah. us anxious oh my god it's like we thrive on it but we don't tell me do you have more things because i have a few i also you go put ahead it to the floor okay put it to the floor i got a lot of feedback that people get anxious mostly about social situations so mm-hmm. when they're in the room like talking to new people or like people they kind of know but not really and yeah. just wanting to fucking like scurry away mm-hmm. it's definitely a massive thing for people yeah um i can connect to it in the way that 
Talking to new people doesn't make me anxious, but it makes me feel fucking drained. Until yeah. I like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I have to I relate put on, to that, yeah. I think that's where it comes from for people is you have to put on this front, like this mm-hmm. show. And if you present. can't do that, then it's going to give you an even bigger anxiety. Yeah. So if you don't know how to do that, how to put on the show, I can imagine why that would make you really fucking stressed out. Yeah. Because you have no coping mechanism for no. meeting new people. No. And especially in this day and age, like we're more solitary than ever. So meeting new people, our ability to like socialize is becoming fucked yeah no it really is you know like you go to a fucking bar or like you're on the escalator in the shopping center and everyone's on their phones yeah it's fucked yeah i wonder everyone's anxious as fuck about because no one has that like as much experience to get into that situation do you know what i mean like no no one has that daily experience of having yeah because even though like you said because i feel exactly the same as you like I don't think anyone will be able to tell that I felt anxious when I was uh-huh. meeting someone for the first Same. time. Mm-hmm. But that's because I literally go the complete opposite way. Mm-hmm. And just, like, I'll end up having the deepest conversations with people I've just met. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's because, like, that's the only way that I can feel comfortable around them because I'm like, I'm just going to have to tell you my deepest secrets ever. And then yeah. we know each other on a personal level mm-hmm. and then everything's fine. It's your coping mechanism. Yeah, yeah. But it, it comes from an anxious space because you're not being yourself. Yeah. Truly. Because, like, I mean, that is kind of, like, cray-cray that you would go in with your most, like, personal... No, but it's absolutely true. Like, like it really verbal is. verbal diarrheaing at them. Yeah. Yeah. I think the way, what, the way to avoid feeling anxious in front of new people is to kind of de-stigmatize. What a big word. Wow. wow. Um, de-stigmatize it in your brain. Like, break it down, like the person you're talking to is feeling the exact same way. Yeah. And to think that they're not is absolute bullshit because they are, if they're a new person to you too, they're doing the same thing. Like how fucking funny is it when Americans, like they have this whole culture where when they greet each other the first time, yeah. they'll talk about something that's like, oh my God, like I love your shoes. Or like they'll yeah. grapple for like a, some kind of thing to kind of connect over. Yeah. We're not like that so much. We're like, we're a more, lot more reserved yeah like subtle we're, yeah but english people are so awkward like we are we're just we're unbelievably awkward. awkward and i feel like it's americans that have adopted an even more intense version of what we do yeah because we're like oh okay hi we're right. and like we still are a little bit like eh, they're whereas, hysterical yeah. they're like oh my god i love your shirt yeah, it's like they've been they've been best mates for ages. I think the the worst thing when you're in that sort of a situation, oh god, it's making me cringe just thinking about it, is when you're in a situation like that, and then the person that you're speaking to is like, "You're a bit awkward," or like, "Are you feeling awkward?" Oh, that's or horrible. something like that, and you're just that's like, my "Worst nightmare." Yeah, right. Um, like they actually see fucking through you. Yeah, and you're like, "That's me." I'm pretty oh. awkward now. Do you know what I mean? And you just get to that situation where you're like, oh God, now I'm really stressed out. And I don't know what the answer is for that. Like socializing with new people. Because I even think, hard. I even think with friends that you've had for years and years yeah. and years, sometimes like if there's, a, if there's a big group of you and then it just ends up with you and one person <gasps> that you're not usually with. Oh, you're tripping. Do you know what I mean? And you and you can you even are. be a little bit like, 
fuck. Ooh. It makes you anxious the thought of it and you talk yourself out of it and you're like, how the fuck do I get out of this? Yeah, because you're like, I know you so well and we're yeah. friends, but now we're sat here and I'm like... The amount of times my mind's eee. unraveled thinking about that exact same situation. Yeah. About what I would be like if I was on my own with this one particular person and panicking about it and thinking... Even though you've been friends for so long. And I'm going, I know, even though I've been friends for so long and I'm going to have to exhaust myself by like being a certain way when I'm with them by myself. Because if you actually think about it, this is what it comes down to. When you're in like a group of friends... You are the, okay, so you are the Georgia you are in that group of friends yeah. when you're in the group setting. I need to explain this properly. <laughs> She's getting all that hand action in as well. well. getting the hand action. So you're a very, you're a certain person in front of the crowd, which yeah. is what they are. They're the spectators, right? Yeah. Now, when you then like, what, you go off one-on-one with each of them, you're then a different person again. So like, let's say with Michelle, you're like, I'm just fucking random names. Michelle, you're the funny one, you know? Like always with, with funny Laura, for you're Michelle. like the, you're the emotionally helpful one. Like, Cause Laura's always pretty emotional. Like I'm always there for her. She's always breaking out with guys and- Exactly. Shit, you so. adapt one-on-one to the needs of that particular friend. It's true. So it, it's, it's so true. It is, it is true. I'm thinking of like, friendship groups now mm-hmm. and you do you adapt you really to different do. people and so what happens is is if you go off one-on-one with somebody who on a root level you don't know how you connect with them or how you can offer them like value or who you are to them it freaks you the fuck out because you don't know how to be yeah so you're like do i be group georgia or like do i be laura georgia or fucking <laughs> michelle georgia or like what am i supposed to do so instead you're just fucking like hyper and like really trying and making yeah. a massive effort but on the inside you're like i'm fucking knackered yeah. and exhausted <laughs> i can't be fucking bothered get away from me can you go back to the group now <laughs> Can we go back to the group setting? <laughs> exactly. That's so funny. It's true oh, though, isn't God. it? Yeah, it is funny. The thing that I find like tough at the moment is... At the moment? At the, at the moment. <laughs> was that a bit strange? <laughs> at the moment is the way that I am as a person, I'm very like always quite energetic and positive in a good mood and like just taking the piss yes that's me and you're worried people hold you that standard yeah so I think a lot of people they first of all they won't come to me with like emotional problems got it but then I feel like because and and that I don't blame them because I wouldn't come to me with emotional problems because of like the the person that I am and the person that I put across to everyone but obviously when that means that I have emotional problems I find it difficult to to reach out because I'm not the person that comes across like that do you know what I mean a hundred percent because you're like the fun I have the same problem I'm like the fun loving like person and so for me to then like switch into that vulnerable state and to like be real it's like a big switch it's hard really hard so I think yeah it's difficult and then and then you get all those sorts of underlying issues within that so like I think one big anxiety that I have is and I I know pretty much 99% of people will have this anxiety I imagine is when you have a feeling that someone is upset with you for something, but you have oh. you have no idea whether they actually are or not, but you don't want to ask them because then it makes it real oh if they God. are. Dude, I just went through this like the last week with someone. Yeah, it's it's like eats you alive. 
you literally think they hate you. Yeah. And you've done something that's fucking made them hate you and you can't raise it. And yeah. you, you're on eggshells in your mind and it worries yeah. you. You're right. It eats and you the up. more that you think someone's upset with you, the more they act like they're upset with you, even if they're not. Yeah, because they pick up on the energy yeah. and they notice there's been like a shift and they know something's up. Oh my God. I'd so in in like solution to that, so I just went through that with a really close friend. Yeah. I felt like something was up. I was like, I'm just need to, need to tell him, like, because it's a guy as well. So that was like a bit of a weird one. Yeah. I was like, I need to tell him how I feel because I feel like our friendship's a bit fucked lately. Yeah. And like he'd made a few comments that had upset me mm-hmm. and I hadn't told him. But then I also felt like the only reason he made those comments is because I pissed him off somehow. So basically I blame myself. Yeah. Which I think is the, is the go-to emotion yeah. that, you, that you just said. So you blame yourself. You feel anxious as fuck. So what I did was I finally summoned the balls to message him mm-hmm. and be like, yo, like, did you mean... So here's this really good expression you can use. It's like, this is what I'm hearing. Is this what you mean? It is an amazing phrase to use to deploy, to to break down anxiety in any situation. Just like that. So this yeah. is what I'm hearing. Is this what you mean? So with this, it was, I'm hearing that you're pissed off at me and are making passive aggressive comments to reflect that. Is that what you mean? He was like, oh my God, No. I've yeah. been busy. I've been stressed. This hasn't even crossed my mind. It's nothing like you're thinking. Please know I love and respect you. And, and you built like, this into something so much bigger. I built it up so big in my mind. I can't even tell you. I thought he was judging me. I felt judged. Like the whole, I think the judgment thing is, it like ties right in, you know, yeah. with when you're worrying about what people think about you. 100%. And how anxious that makes you feel. Yeah. And then just not talking about it. Uh-huh. But you have because to. Because I think, I feel like a lot of people these days do do that. Mm-hmm. And they, they're like, oh, do you know what? Like, I'm so busy. I've, they've got so much on. I've got so much on. It's just going to cause problems if I do say anything. But then the longer that you leave something, yeah. even if it's the tiniest thing and you just want to yeah. say to someone, mm-hmm. have I upset you? Or mm-hmm. are we good or something just really really simple nine times out of ten they're gonna be like yeah what the fuck everything's fine no i know and then you can just be like thank god for that but instead we wind ourselves i think up the the reason why i get so anxious about it is because i know for a fact that i as a person cannot deal with the intensity of any sort of confrontation whatsoever yeah so i Mm -hmm. panic you're not alone i fear the worst and I think okay they're upset with me they're obviously upset for something I've overthought for a few days I'm like okay I'm not going to bring it up because if I do bring it up and they are upset with me I can't bring myself to to handle confrontation because Mm -hmm. I don't deal well with confrontation and I just end up going ah I don't know what's happening and I'm really sorry for anything that I might have done like Mm -hmm. even if I'm not in the wrong Mm -hmm. and I think oh yeah that's what that's what gets to me because I'm like I could I could genuinely have a good argument for for what I have to say. Mm-hmm. But because I hate confrontation so much, yeah, I would happily stand that. down. I, I I don't stand down, I just block. Yeah. <laughs> I I can't I'm a same as you. I can't I've had friends before I've fallen out with and they've gone, Can you just tell me like what is your side of this? Like help yeah. me understand. And I'm like, nope, can't help you understand. Goodbye. Yeah. Shut I can't do that. That's yeah. that's me done. Yeah, I mean exactly. The fact they that we've even started it. this conversation. Yeah. And I, I want to get into it. I just 
I understand why why some people have that sort of mentality because that's just mm-hmm. what people are, yeah. are like. They want to have that conversation yeah, they and they want to have that sort of debate about stuff. Mm-hmm. And to be honest with you, I wish I was like that. But the way that I am, I am like a timid little dormouse that's yeah. like squeak, squeak goodbye. Yeah. Just can't. And most people are, and I think people back down because they're, they're okay, it's a few things. They're scared of what the other person's going to say back to them. Mm-hmm. So they're scared they're going to say something they don't want to hear about themselves, you know? Yeah. So if somebody comes at you and is like, yo, like you're really in the wrong, like you did this, this makes you this kind of person. Mm-hmm. I think people don't want to hear shit about themselves. Yeah. I know I definitely don't. No. And then I think it's also, you become paralyzed by anxiety and you can't figure out what your side of the argument is. You don't know how to write it down. You don't know what the words are. You don't know how to say it. All you know is you've got all these feelings and you know you're really fucking angry or you feel a certain way, but you don't know how to communicate that. Mm -hmm. And that snowballs into bigger anxiety. So then you're like, I'm going to black out and forget this goodbye because you can't can't make your case. Yeah. You know how. Because... There's been times in the past where I've been in a situation like that and I've thought, okay, do you know what? I'm going to stand up for myself. I'm in the right. So I will bite back, Mm -hmm. but then they will bite back again twice as hard. And then I'm like, okay, I tried. I didn't like it. Didn't like it. Dipped my toe in. Scared. The sharks, there's crocodiles. I'm off ski. Absolutely. And it's just really difficult, isn't it? Because how do you combat that with someone that... With someone that is keen to have that sort of have debate. The confrontation, yeah. Um. <sighs> it's really, really tough, isn't I it? I wish I had the answer, but I'm still a fucking runner. I'll run the fucking <laughs> I think you almost need to just say it straight okay. and just say, look, I'm really, I, I really don't want to have an argument with you and I really don't want to fall out. <laughs> this is where I'm standing and... I just but as we know people will argue back till the day they die yeah and they'll I know. keep going and they can't just sometimes accept you need to you it actually makes you the bigger person to be the person that just says let okay let yeah. it go let it go because it's more so a fact of you can't be actually asked I can't be asked I don't put energy there no because you're making me stressed it you're giving me anxiety me. Yeah. you're obviously not feeling anxious yourself mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah so what's the point I had a, I had um, a very um, a, friend, a girl I used to live with got in touch with me a while ago. Sent me the loveliest goddamn message. We fell out years ago. This is like literally fucking going back like years ago. And you know we had quite history because we lived together. We mm-hmm. were like tight as shit. She said like I want you back in my life. Like I miss you. Like mm-hmm. I still think about you now. And the fact I still do after years means that I can I want you back. Like I want yeah. to be friends. And I blacked the fuck out. I I put back. I said, ah, I was like, that's so lovely. Like, I will get back to you, like, when I'm ready. Months and months have passed. I'm not ready. I haven't replied oh my God. since. And I've deleted my Instagram. Did she reply back? Or? <laughs> so she can't. Con- no, I deleted my Instagram anyway, but now it looks like I, it's because. Oh, did she message you on Instagram? Yeah. Oh, shit. And I haven't dealt with it. And I should deal with it. Yeah, but it's one of those things, isn't it? Like, <sighs> You have got to just... And with a situation like that, it's, it's ideal because you're, you're not having the conversation then and there. Like, I, I like, I don't know what to say. What do I do? I go like visit her and then we have a long, deep chat about like how awful it was that she asked me to be her bridesmaid and I never fucking replied like in all the things I did wrong. I don't want to be criticised. Being criticised 
If I was by you, someone who's no longer in my life is of not of interest to me. Because I had um, a similar sort of situation in the sense that one of my best friends when I was younger, we didn't fall out as such, but we just drifted apart loads mm-hmm, yeah. to the point Been where it, it felt normal just to not speak at all for yeah. years. And then... She actually made the first move and was like, look, it's been so long. Like, we need to meet up. And obviously, I wasn't hesitant, but it was almost like, it's been so long. So long. But then we met up and everything was great. And like, we still meet up for drinks now. And obviously, okay. it's not the same as it was. Yeah. But sometimes you've got to just think like, look, that person was in your life for a reason. You got on well for a reason. Yeah. If it even means that once a year you meet up, you have a drink. If they're a good friend, they will understand why you were a total bitch in the first place. (laughs) Anyway, but it is interesting how we run from confrontation and how that probably like consolidates our anxiety a lot because it would be more helpful to actually deal with it head on and to stand up for ourselves and have a voice. Yeah. Being voiceless in this particular thing I'm dealing with, it's not good Mm -hmm. for me. And I know that. And the thing is like, as really awful as it seems it's good to get that sort of confrontational practice in with your friends because when you're at work people don't care yeah they don't care if you're going to be like running away and crying they're going to be like well she she's not doing her job very well mm-hmm. she needs to stick up for herself oh my god yeah and getting that i feel like especially people from like the younger generations going into work now who are working with people from much older generations who are a lot more serious in corporate Mm -hmm. there is struggle there because our generation is like be nice yeah be nice to me like yeah help me learn and whereas people that have been in the job for ages will happily be like Mm -hmm. this is shit Mm -hmm. why is it shit yeah and we'll put it to you straight and you're like no because my mom wouldn't ask me that (laughs) can you say that in a more peaceful way if you say that to me nicer then i'll accept it but it's so true like i i saw a um a clip on linkedin lol Mm -hmm. because you know like you gotta live that business lifestyle and it was like um (laughs) it was like a guy going into uh an interview but as like a a millennial Mm -hmm. and just like exaggerating the sort of emotions that we have in an interview room love it so like the guy said something like oh it says on your cv that you did this um how does that show that you've got experience and he he was like why are you digging into me like why are you laying into me like this is really this is this is too far like you're getting too deep into no. like cutting me up and it's so true because if you think about it like so many people now are like oh my god like okay I, I think oversensitive yeah and entitled on some level the world doesn't owe you shit mate yeah it doesn't owe you shit i know your employer has like earned his right earned her right to whoa her whoa her whoa Fuck. the fact that his right was my default tense or whatever or pronoun or whatever the fuck it's called you're an intruder good. i'm an intruder this is girl therapy bitch oh, um <laughs> The fact that your employer is sitting there means they've earned the right to grill you to shit. Yeah. And you don't fucking know shit. And you need to sort... You need to go and, like, get on the front line and have your little bitch ass slapped a few times. (laughs) I'm sorry, but I think it's true. Like, what is this 
Can I use the word Nabby Bambi? What does that mean? I don't know. I never heard it before. It sounds weird. I don't like the, the way it comes out your mouth. <laughs> Gross. I but I do. Pussy and I that think, makes us more anxious. Yeah. I feel like everything that we do is linking is into a vicious cycle. We're scared of confrontation. And because of that, we're getting more sensitive. And because we're sensitive, we're getting mummy, whatever it is at work, because we're getting stressed and upset and this, that, and the other. And basically, all we need to do is recycle. <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the day, if nothing else, Put your tins in the recycling bin. Do you know what I mean? Wash them out. Get the tuna out. At Wash the very out. least, that's all you could fucking Wash do. out the flakes. <laughs> Put that tin in the bin. I mean, um, yeah. No, that's a very, very good way of summarizing it. I think what we've done this episode is basically, rather than go into each anxiety and how to comp- combat it, it's more a case... Shut up. It's more a case Shut of... These are all anxieties that everyone has. Yes. Like everyone feels like this at some point. Oh my God, so it's sure. more, it's not, it's more a case of you're not alone in feeling like this because everyone feels like it rather than a case of, oh, you feel like shit, but this is how to stop feeling like shit. Yeah, this because, is like the baseline. Yeah. This is like the core root reason when why nine times out of ten you'll feel anxious about something it will come back to these core things in common yeah like whether it's you <laughs> worrying about the state of the world yeah because that is a huge thing the, the pressure media's put on us or going whether, straight home instead of going to the gym and then you feel like shit if you've yeah. had a nice evening doing absolutely nothing it's not a, it's not an evening wasted you've been recovering yeah. from work mm-hmm. stop beating yourself up for for being tired and wanting to just chill the hell out for a night do you know what i mean we're basically like over worrying about ourselves yeah and then like under worrying about the things that really matter which <laughs> it's almost like we over worry so much when we have those shitty times where we don't feel organized, yeah. that we have to like build ourselves back up by having mm-hmm. those nights where we do clean our room and we do have a pamper night and we put all this energy in and it's just like... Why do I feel like your room's so God. messy right now based on this conversation? No, my room is filthy because, yeah, I'm in one of those... I'm having one of those weeks, basically. Oh. Did I go to the gym yesterday? No. Did I forget my trainers to work? Yes. Did I go to Fuck. bed really late last night? Yes. So that's why I'm in a stressful situation, but... Am I going to write it in my stupid book? No, I'm going to burn it. No, scratch that. I'm going to put it in the recycling bin. (laughs) But basically, go and put all your gratitude journals, productivity (laughs) books, and fucking like self-help shit. Just go and put it all in the bin. Yeah. In the recycling bin, obviously. But not yourself. But not yourself. Don't get yourself out. (laughs) Okay, folks, I think we're going to be back with a part two on the anxiety, maybe getting more granular. But I hope you enjoyed the episode. You motherfuckers need to go and review us. Love you guys an awful lot. (laughs) Okay, bye.